I think by the time I signed up for a platform, I, I probably was close to 60-40, uh, 40% listings, 60% buyers. Um, the, the vast majority of the early years, it was mostly buyers. Um, and then I, last year, I was probably 50-50. And then right now, this year, I'm 80-90% listings myself. This is the Platform Marketing Show, where we interview the most creative and ambitious real estate agents in the country, dissect their local marketing strategy, and get the behind-the-scenes scoop on how they're generating listing leads and warm referrals. We'll dive into the specifics of what marketing campaigns are working for them, how much they're spending on those campaigns, and figure out how they have perfected what we call the Platform Marketing Strategy. This is your host, Tim Shermack. I'm the founder and CEO of Platform. I love marketing and I talk too much. So let's dive in. Hey guys, it's Tim Shermack and welcome back to another episode of the Platform Marketing Show. I'm here today with Christine Sparks, who's an agent uh, near Knoxville, Tennessee. And actually just a couple weeks ago, um, I was driving through uh, Knoxville and I realized, hey, you know what? Uh, uh, Christine's been a client of Platform now for several years. And I've never really got to like meet up and hang out with her, you know, and platform is a small enough company where it's not like we have tens of thousands of, you know, realtors working with platform. So I always try whenever I can to meet up with clients and make an attempt to get to know them because that's why we have this sense of community that people started calling the platform, you know, for platform family. So I was like, you know what, I've never really had a long conversation with Christine. So as I was driving through Knoxville, I just shot her a last minute text and I was like, Hey, I'm actually, you know, in Knoxville this morning. Do you want to, you know, do breakfast or coffee or something? And you were like, sure. And you had some time in your schedule and it just worked out. And we, uh, had coffee for a couple hours. And I, I always knew Christine that you were, that you were doing well, that you were a successful agent. I didn't realize how well you were doing. So Christine is an agent in Knoxville. Um, and Christine, how long have you been selling real estate for now total? 18 years. 18 years. Okay. And she's only been with Platform for the last two years. She signed up about two years ago, almost exactly two years ago. Um, and when she signed up two years ago, you know, her previous year before Platform, you you did about $16 million in uh, sales volume. So to be clear, you were already a successful realtor because most agents would probably kill to sell $16 million. Like that's their long-term goal. And you were you were already there, and yet in the last two years, platform has helped you kind of build the marketing foundation where you brought on a team member, and just you and that single team member. So I want to be clear: Christine doesn't have a team of like ten people or something. So I'm I'm about to share this number. Realize that this is not like you know a team's production of ten people or something. Just her and one team member um, are on pace to do somewhere between 30 and potentially even 40 million this year, where just two years ago, she was at 16 million. So that's pretty awesome. I had no idea until I met up with you for coffee a couple weeks ago, like in, in person in Knoxville, I did not realize that your business was, was at that level. So take us way back, Christine, um, to when you were first starting in real estate what were you what what were you doing so i mean right years and years before platform like what were you doing for marketing back then that got your business to 16 million in the first place like how did you build that business even even before platform really slow and steady um i started off as a 
buyer's agent for a couple of lead agents here, uh, did a lot of open houses, did a lot always felt more comfortable face-to-face and building relationships and getting back to people, you know, getting people information that they felt like would be helpful to them. And each year I would just build off of the prior year success I've had. I would say every year, even still today, probably 80% of my business is repeat and referral. Um, so it, a lot of, there've been probably at least 10 different families that I've worked with five, six, seven times. Um, wow. So a lot of it is just people that I've developed, you know, a very close rapport with that they've become friends. And um, even for some of them, you know, they've since had family members or other close friends that have become realtors and they've just been very, very loyal to me. So um, a lot of it for me feels organic, even though there is a lot of work behind the scenes. I mean, I worked very, very hard for those people for that loyalty. Um, but for me, there's a very seamless flow to my business and it's, enjoyable because I get to work with people I like. So, um, that part I've been very blessed with. So the, the fundamentals were sound because that's, that's what I'm hearing as you share that is that you got to work with people. They often referred people to you and then they came back to you. Even if sometimes in the meantime, one of their cousins or something had become licensed as an agent, they still came back and worked with you. So the fundamentals were sound in your business before you ever, started spending any any money or resources on what would be called marketing. And I think that's something that it's a it's a trend I see with a lot of our most successful platform agents is that they tell us, yeah, like I'm regularly getting referrals. So if you add marketing to that solid foundation of the fact that you're already getting referrals because your clients genuinely like working with you, you know, then that's when platform can do really really cool things, right? But if you're not regularly getting referrals, you know, and your, your, your business isn't growing organically a bit, you know, a little bit every year, just, just because of that alone, you need to look yourself in the mirror and be like, what am I doing wrong that I'm not getting referrals? Cause real estate is, you know, like obviously very much a relationship business, right? No one is working with you because of the brokerage you're with. No one cares what your logo is. Um, you know, even though it goes against, you know, like the NAR's code of ethics and blah, 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 like, you know, that, uh, you're not supposed to talk about commissions. Like, let's be honest, everyone pretty much charges the same commission rates and they're all negotiated independently. I'll just add that caveat. So I don't, Florida, consume, but really good agents hold their commissions. Yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> but you know, uh, I think it's, it's, it's a pretty open secret that like all agents for the most part charge approximately the same commission. So people are working with you because they like you, right? Because they trust you. And so if your business isn't growing a little bit every year, just because of those referrals, like something's wrong, right? And adding marketing to that isn't going to solve that, that core problem, right? It just increases the amount of people coming in, but it's like someone walking in the, you know, walking in the front door and leaving out the back door. So uh, if you, however, a business that's harder to manage because you're constantly recreating a relationship instead of just really taking good care of that relationship. And then from there, picking up you where you left done, off. you know, I did a lot yep. of the work the first time, the second and third and fourth time I work with people, they're like, here's the keys. Where do I sign? I know you're going to do what yeah, you well. And so now, yeah, cause easy. you're, you're constantly having to work with new people and you're constantly having to build that rapport from scratch over and over again. Yeah, you're uh, you're uh, totally right. So I, 
I see this trend again, over and over again with, with platform clients that if they already had a successful business where they were getting lots of referrals and they tell me, yeah, my business is really great from an organic perspective, then when you add platform to that mix, that's when really cool things happen because we just accelerate the number of people that are getting to know you and seeing you and we really accelerate the number uh, the number of referrals that you're getting. But if you don't already have that going, you could spend all the marketing dollars in the world and it's, 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 it's not going to change that fundamental fact that like, I don't know if you have to be nicer to your clients or spend more time with them or like whatever it is, if you're not getting referrals, you need to look yourself in the mirror and be like, maybe I'm not in the right business because it is absolutely a relationship business. Right. So you've, uh, you've established that like things were going well at, at any point, you know, in the, you know, in the previous 15 years that you slowly and steadily built the business up to 16 million a year in volume. Again, this is by yourself. So when we say 16 million, it's not her and three people, it's just her. Uh, Christine, had you, had you ever spent money on marketing before? Had you ever done direct mail or billboards or Google ads or Boomtown or Sync? Or, I mean, had you ever spent money on marketing or was that just all organic referrals? I would subscribe to something and oftentimes either not stick with it maybe long enough something like direct mail you know not stick with it long enough to really let it get some teeth or not really need to work you know like sometimes I would add a PPC lead campaign because I felt like that's what you were supposed to do and then I didn't need it for me, for my business. And so they weren't being followed up on as well because I was focused on the business that was coming in. I think, you know, the, there's a false security to like hoarding leads, even though you don't always need them, (laughs) especially if you're not going to work them effectively. Um, so I, I had done things, but never with any long-term success. And it was always just kind of, you know, trial and error and letting something go. I also, was kind of on a self-exploration of, of um, what type of business I wanted and what message I wanted to give clients. And um, I've always been a big component, a, a big proponent of coaching. And a lot of times when you're in these big coaching groups, they tell you to do a lot of uh, lead gen um, to feed your business. And I'm not a phone warrior. I'm a relationship person. So sometimes I was adding things because I thought that's what you had to do to be successful. And it it really never was a a good fit for me. So you've never been the person to get, you know, a fresh list of expired listings and just just hit the phones calling expired listings. No, I've bought them and then never dialed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I, I bought it. I bought it for the tax write off and then never called any of them. I just, I wanted to be that person. And and I think now um, that's one thing that platforms really helped me do is, is, understand that I did have a value add and I do have um, a legitimate business and it doesn't have to look like what everybody says it has to look like. So then fast forward to 2020 and you and I met at the real estate distilled conference. Um, It was at the Hilton hotel, I believe in uh, downtown Louisville, Kentucky. And again, your business was already at 16 million. You had just slowly and steadily built your business up to that point with referrals over a period of like 15 years. Um, And we met and I actually remember, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, you came up and talked to me. It was, it was after I gave like a, a, a keynote talk at, 
at this conference just kind of talking about marketing for realtors. And you came up to me afterwards. And apparently there was like someone talking to me who was also interested in signing up for platform and they were from the Knoxville area too. And anyone listening to the, you know, the platform podcast probably already knows that we only work with one agent per market. So if like, if someone signs up in Knoxville, it means that like Knoxville is now taken, right? So like, even if another agent hands me their credit card and it's like, I want to sign up, I just tell them, no, sorry, like your area is taken. And they were kind of casually talking to me and they were thinking about it, you know, but they weren't like ready to commit and make a decision. And then like, you just basically came up to me and you're like, I want Knoxville. I will take it. <laughs> yes. I was trying not to physically Heisman him, <laughs> but like that's, yeah. I was like, nope, not having it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's like basically how that happened is I don't even think you and I had a, had a conversation. It was more like you were overhearing me talking to this other person and then before they could think about it for, you know, a day or an hour or whatever, you're just like, actually, I'm going to do this. It's mine. How do I sign up? And I was like, okay. I, I appreciated a few things. Like you were never going in for the hard sell, which would have completely turned me off. Um, something about your attitude of, I know I have a good product, like take it or leave it, you know, appealed to me because I knew there was a strength there that in what you were offering um, and what platform does filled so many holes. Um, a lot of real estate programs, each thing, like it does one thing well, it does one thing well, um, but it's really platform allows it to be an umbrella that services so many things that I was struggling with um, that I, I knew I didn't want to miss out on that. Well, it's just, it's just, it's just all the things that successful agents don't have time to do. So I was actually just on, um, I was just on a sales call right before I hopped on this podcast with a successful realtor. And I had to cut that call short to make sure I made it on time to this podcast. But there, this is an agent who's already doing $25 million and I won't name them because technically they haven't signed up for platform yet, but they're already doing 25 million. So they're very successful and they're just looking to invest in something like platform to like solidify their brand in the area, to make sure that they keep getting all those referrals and make sure that their business you know, grows, but they're already doing, uh, they're already doing quite well. And at the, at the very end of the call, I basically had to be like, oh, you know what? I'm so sorry. And they were about to sign up and, you know, officially get going. I was like, I have to hop on a podcast with someone. I will, I will call you back later. And they're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. No problem. You know, no problem whatsoever. And when you have, when you have conversations like that, where there's no sense of rush of like, you know, hey, you've got to sign up now, like we've got to do this now. I think both parties kind of understand that this this person's legit. This person's professional because it's 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 amateurs that try to rush things and use sales scripts and they handle objections and all that. And that's why I've never really been a huge fan of like the um, you know, not to point any fingers, but like I've I've never been a huge fan of like the, you know, Tom Ferry uh sales coaching objection handling world of like call a hundred Fizbos a day or call a hundred expired listings a day. And here's the script to use. Cause even though I acknowledge that it works. So I want to be really clear. Like I acknowledge that what they teach works. Like if you follow it, you will grow your business. It's like, I don't want to live my life that way of basically just pressuring people into doing things that they may or may not want to do, but I'm just so pressuring them that they kind of just go along with it. I would way rather have casual conversations and, you know, e even now, like what a typical sales call looks like for platform is I just explain what we do 
And then I'll say, hey, so, you know, I'll explain everything. And then if you want to give it a try, we can talk about what that looks like. And if not, that's totally cool too. Sound good? And then they're like, cool. And then sometimes they sign up and sometimes they don't. And I never call them back if they don't because I don't want people to feel like I'm chasing them. I want them to feel like they made the decision to sign up for platform, not that I sold them. And that works, as you're saying, even on a listing appointment. When you're talking with your clients, if they can sense that like you don't need their business, but you would you would love to have it, but you don't need it, that actually makes them way more it it makes them want to work with you, right? And that's just that's just how you should build your business. So even even in the ads that we set up in the overall marketing strategy um, at platform, we're 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 trying to leverage that dynamic and use that mentality with the ads that we run that like, hey, we're not going to generate a bunch of leads and then have you just cold call a bunch of people that don't want to hear from you. We're going to set things up so that they kind of feel inspired when the time is right to reach out to you, right? So you uh, signed up in March, March, 2020. We had that very abbreviated conversation there and you're like, all right, I'm in. And you signed up and then just, I think it was like a week, a week after that. A week trying COVID to get out hit. of it. Yeah. I, I, and, and I actually remember you. Uh, I was like, I want you, my money back. <laughs> Yeah, you uh, you would talk to Andrew, and Andrew Andrew's the GM of Platform, and I remember Andrew called me that week. He's like, "Hey, man, I thought you said that this uh, Christine person in Tennessee was like really excited to go. She just told me, you know, that she that she wants to quit." And I was like, "What? Yeah, she's worried about you know COVID lockdowns and all that." And it's like everyone was at the time, right? Because if you if you go back to March, uh, March of 2020, which is when all this was happening, it's when you signed up for Platform, March of 2020, like. We didn't know if like 50 million Americans were going to die or if it was going to be 5,000. Like people genuinely didn't know what was going to happen. And so we convinced you like, hey, stick this out. Like you don't want to miss out on this basically because if you don't sign up, someone else will probably take your market. And then you, I think, said something to the effect of like, okay, well, I'll give it a couple more months and I'll, you know, like we'll, we'll see what happens. Right. And then, you know, two years later, you've basically doubled or more your business from 16 to 30 plus million. What do you think happened in the last two years with your marketing that allowed you to have such rapid growth where like the previous 15 years of your business was slow and steady growth every year. And then all of a sudden it blew up from 16 to 30 plus. What is it like if you could narrow it down to something like what would you say happened with your marketing that set you up to have such rapid growth in, in those two years? I think there's two things I've always, I'm, I'm an over preparer. And so I was perpetually researching. I mean, I'd come, I'd stumbled across platform three years earlier, I think, um, didn't sign up, looked at it. It's probably in a notebook somewhere that I meant to go back to it. Um, and it was just always this idea that I was, trying to prepare, planning to plan is what I was always doing. Um, and with platform, you just say, do these things, send it over. We post it. Like I could just quickly start shooting content out and then not have to think about it again. I would open up my Facebook and there it was, and it's just started working for me. So I didn't have to always worry about creating time to get some of these things done because that was time is a luxury I don't have right now. Um, the other part of it is the video. I mean, I, I think without paying for something that I knew I was paying for, 
that required video. Part of me signing up for a platform was you've been saying you wanted to do video forever. You haven't done video. You understand that video is important. If you write your name on this, you know, and say that you're signing up for a platform, then you're going to do video. And sure. video in particular is something I've been blown away by the, the reach it has, um, how impressed people are by it. Just, I guess, just even the fact that you do it because everybody has such a fear yeah. base around video. Yep. Um, I don't enjoy it. I feel like I'm going to vomit every time I do it. Um, I talk to you. And you're, 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 you're two years into this <laughs> and you still hate doing videos, right? So for anyone listening to this, who's maybe new to platform and they hate doing videos, it's like, it's not like anyone else likes doing videos. No one likes going out and seeing themselves on camera filming. But once you see how effective it is and how it changes your business, you'll keep doing it because you'll realize like, wow, it's expensive not to do this. Yeah. Or you've committed to a seller where you're like, this is part of my marketing plan. This is what I offer. And you're like, I'm going to make this happen no matter what, because it's what I told them I do. Um, I've even, Jordan will give me props, finally started being silly, which is not in my nature. Um, sarcasm is, but silly is not. And so um, jumped in a pool the other day. My daughter, as she was videoing, was like, I can't believe you're jumping in the pool. I don't jump in pools. Um, but I, I appreciate that it's encouraging me to stretch each time, get outside the box a little bit, not take myself so seriously. Um, and and I've, I, each time I'm glad I did it and I enjoy it. And the feedback I get is, it's, it's just more than I expected. Yeah. And you're, you're definitely an action taker, both from when you first signed up for a platform, you know, you just like walked up to me and you basically budged in front of this other person who was thinking about Knoxville and you're like, Nope, I want it. It's mine. And, 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 you know, and even, even, even now, um, when I, when I swung by and we had coffee a couple of weeks ago, just kind of a spur of the moment thing, like spontaneously, I was like, Hey, I have an ad idea. Can you take this quick picture with me? And we, I like reached into my wallet and I think I had like $10 or I think I had $12 in my wallet. I had like a 10 and two ones. And then you had a, a five on you. So we put this 10, this five and two ones down on the coffee table where we were um, having coffee at this coffee shop. And we took a picture of you with this money on the table in front of you. And we kind of use that as a, um, a metaphor for, how you help your seller clients avoid leaving money on the table. So it kind of just visually was reinforcing that. And then we wrote an essay about things you do as a listing agent to, you know, help your, again, help your clients avoid leaving money on the table. And then we also took a picture of you holding two pennies and you were just holding the two pennies up to the camera. So when this starts popping up in people's news feeds on Instagram and on Facebook, they're like, what, wait, why is this person holding two pennies? Cause I mean, in, 2022 right like it's 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 been a long time since you could buy anything with two cents right it's been a very long time since anything cost a penny and so like when this pops up in your newsfeed you're kind of like what why is she holding two cents and then it's this essay if you click and read it it's this essay about here's my two cents on what's happening in the real estate market and we talk about not just that we're in a low inventory seller's market because everyone already knows that but we start talking about why and we get into like the economics of what's going on with new construction and why there's such limited inventory and everything. And so it's this really informative post. And both of those ended up getting a ton of engagement and we ran them as retargeting ads. 
And yet you didn't question me. You weren't like, wait, what are we doing? I was like, hey, Christine, just take this picture holding two pennies. And you're like, okay. And then I was like, hey, take this picture with this money on the table in front of you. And you're like, okay. And we did it. And those ads both kicked butt. And now actually because they work so well, now other platform agents across the country are running those same ads in in their markets because we saw them work so well. So I think one one thing that maybe doesn't get enough credit throughout this process is just that you have the mentality of being an action taker where it's like when someone gives you an idea, you're like, well, let's, yeah, let's try it out. Let's do it. Like you didn't want to jump into a pool, but that's something we tell a lot of our clients to do if they have a listing that has a pool is surprise people and wearing your clothes. Like, you know, it's not, not a bathing suit or something, just jump into the pool, do a cannonball, whatever, because people won't expect it when they're watching the video. And it's something noteworthy that they'll tell people, you know what, this crazy realtor I saw in this video, like jumped in a pool on their listing, people talk about it. And it just injects a little bit of fun into your marketing where you're giving something people, you're uh, giving, you're giving people something to, uh, to talk about. So obviously what you're doing has been working. You scaled from, you know, 16 million to 30, 30 plus. What have been some of your favorite ads? If you, if, if you were to narrow it down to like, um, I don't know, two, two or three of your favorite platform marketing campaigns that you've run, whether they were photos or videos, which ones have been your, which ones have been your favorites? I loved the one, um, about the house or the husband, um, because that's very much something I would say. And everybody, when you write, um, some of those ads, people don't realize I didn't write it because it just seems like something. And I love oh, yeah, yeah. The, the snarky humor being a little bit um, of a contrarian very much suits suits me. So I like being able to inject a little bit of that. Um, the one- that- And sarcasm, uh, a sarcasm is my love language. So I love, <laughs> I love sarcasm. And that, that ad that Christine's talking about for uh, people who are like, what, what are you, you know, what are you talking about is- we had this ad where it's kind of just a picture of you shrugging your shoulders. Like basically you have a facial expression as if to say it is what it is. And you said, Hey, uh, in this market, um, it might be easier to find a new spouse than a new house. Um, you may have some decisions to make, you know? And so obviously you run that ad and it's like sarcastic. Obviously we're not like encouraging people to go out and get divorced or something like that, but tons of, Tons of people comment and engage on it because they get that it's a joke. And, you know, that as a retargeting ad gets a ton of engagement for sure. That and the one where you held this sign up as if you were homeless, but you're looking for houses. That one went crazy. Um, and then some of the ones that where I get to share my family or or moments with my kids, um, because that is a thousand percent where I want to spend my time and why I do work so hard so that I can go to field trips and be at class parties and take vacations. Um, so that very much speaks or, or when I share, um, the nonprofit that my oldest and I volunteer at, like when I can share things that I love that have nothing to do with real estate. Um, those are probably my favorite. And I like the house tours. I like that I'm going above and beyond for my seller more than just sticking a sign in the yard and letting the market do the work. I mean, I don't, right. I don't have to do any marketing to sell a house right now, but I do it because I care about getting my client the best money. And I'm also branding myself as a listing agent. So I went ahead and took your suggestion earlier this year 
to add a specific, you know, marketing budget behind each listing. And that's completely changed. It's allowed me to be pretty much a listing agent at this point. Kathy's the buyer's agent and really we need another person or two. There's enough volume. We're drowning. Um, but it's allowed me to really differentiate myself in a market that is only just going to continue to get tougher on that front. Would you say that the the percentage or the uh, ratio of sellers to buyers that you're working with has changed since you signed up for Platform? Are you getting to work with with uh, more listings now? Yeah. Or Yeah, I think by the time I signed up for Platform, I, I probably was close to 60-40, uh, 40% listings, 60% buyers. Um, the, the vast majority of the early years, it was mostly buyers. Um, and then I, last year, I was probably 50-50. And then right now, this year, I'm 80-90% listings myself. Really? That's awesome. So frankly, even if your business wasn't growing at all, but you shifted to being 80, 90% listings, that's a huge increase in your standard of living and your work-life balance. Because if you can make the same amount of money, but rather than being 50, 50 buyer sellers, you're more like 80 to 90% sellers that completely changes the structure. Yeah. Of, everything. of everything. So, and, and, I think really, if we're all honest with ourselves, our personalities lend themselves naturally to either working with buyers or sellers. I don't think they're the same. Sure. Um, I am um, data oriented. I love all things marketing um, and I can have very difficult conversations with people very easily. And I think that is a natural fit for a listing agent. So I feel better suited for this role as sure. well, which makes it exciting again. And one thing you mentioned is that you you had the courage this year to say, hey, every time I get a listing on top of my normal ads budget, which you're spending, I think, around a thousand dollars a month on your normal your normal platform advertising budget with the, you know, the Facebook ads and everything. You're like on top of that, every time I get a listing, I'm going to invest five hundred dollars into that specific listing video campaign to blast out that video and make sure that every time I get a listing, it kind of goes viral in the community. So, I mean, a lot of your listing videos have been getting 30, 40, 50,000 video views because you've been doing it every time. And that that has a snowball effect because if you, if you do it once, it's like, cool, you'll probably get some people talking about it, but it's not gonna radically change your business doing that once. But if you do it two times and then three times, and then four times, eventually all the people on your retargeting list and your sphere, right? Start to see this pattern that like, holy smokes, every time this Christine lady gets a listing, I'm seeing it get 40,000 views or 50,000 views. Like if I ever sell my house, I'm going to work with her. Or if I know anyone thinking about selling their house, now I almost feel a sense of moral obligation that I need to refer them to Christine because clearly She's getting her sellers, you know, homes way more exposure than the average agent, right? And so that's probably why this year you've had so many more, you know, listings and you have buyers is that now you have more of a listing pipeline and more people contacting you to list their house because they see what an amazing job you're doing with the listings you have. And I want to emphasize too for for people listening to this because maybe someone's listening to this podcast episode five years from now. And maybe five years from now, we're in more of a balanced market, right? Or even a buyer's market, like what's that, right? Uh, 
we are in a crazy seller's market right now, right? So if there were ever a time where, frankly, as the listing agent, you don't even need to spend a dollar promoting your listings, it's this year. As long as it's priced right and it's cleaned up, you know, the house is going to sell, right? So you could totally get away with not spending a bunch of money, not filming videos on your listings because it's going to sell regardless. So even though that's probably true, you're still investing $500 into a social media campaign for every listing you get because I think you're investing in your future, yeah. like your your brand yes. as an agent, I'm not necessarily to sell the share. house. I'm looking for market share and I'm I'm looking for me to nudge out the competition. You know, if I if I can use each listing to show other people I'm a listing agent, that's infinitely more exposure than me sending out postcards. <laughs> like it's just, you know, and it's organic. I mean, it can, it's got legs forever. Those videos will yeah, just keep posting. You want to give people an actual reason, like an actual specific concrete reason to list their house with you versus just saying, oh, I have all these years of experience or I have sold this many houses in the last year or whatever. It's like, give them a specific thing that you do that other agents don't. Because if if I ask that on a listing appointment, like honestly, 99% of agents, if I just ask the question, what are you going to do to promote my listing that other agents aren't going to do? 99% of agents do not have an answer to that question because they all more or less do the same thing. They're going to take professional photography. They're obviously going to upload it to the MLS and it'll be on all these websites. They may or may not do an open house, but like most agents don't actually have a creative answer to that question of what are you going to do to promote my house that other agents won't do? And so you have an incredible answer to that question of like, well, I'm going to film a video tour of your house and that video will be uploaded to social media and I will spend my own money promoting that video. Not so just it gets, you know, 50 views or a hundred views and a couple people randomly find it on YouTube, but I will spend money promoting this video to people looking for houses in the area. And I can pretty much guarantee it's going to be seen somewhere between 30, 40, 50,000, 60,000 people will see this video that are in the market looking for a house. And so that's kind of a mic drop moment in a listing appointment when you can say that because like you know that no other agent can make any claims like that. So that's again, that's probably why you're getting so many listings in the last year, even in the midst of this crazy low inventory seller's market like your your listing business is increasing as most people's listing business is plummeting so let me ask you a question about building that brand what does that actually look like on like a practical day-to-day -day basis so have you ever had it where someone recognizes you out in public or someone walks up to you and says oh hey christine i saw the video or i saw such and such ad you did i love that like has that happened where people have actually told you in real life that they've been seeing your your social media posts? Yeah, it's it's funny because it's over the two years it's happened off and on um, ra randomly, but within the last couple of months it's happening consistently. Um, and I I lead a low profile life <laughs> outside. You know, I have my my I keep my world quiet and small. I work. I go home to my family. Like like we're I mean we're social people. We have friends, but I'm not like a blast things out. So it's caught me off guard yesterday. I got a text message, one of my realtor friends in Florida that I haven't talked to in a while. And he's like, look what just popped up in my feed. And so I don't know why, I mean, it's just starting to get, um, 
so many legs and it's just reaching so many people. Um, one of my neighbors, um, for some reason, her mother started seeing my videos and kind of reached out to me. So it's just, it's, it's just getting, it's such a snowball effect at this point, you know? So it's, it's been fun. Yep. What would your advice be, Christine, to uh, an agent who's maybe just signed up for platform or someone who's thinking about signing up for platform, but they haven't pulled the trigger yet. What would you say in, in, in your 18 year experience as a real estate agent, you know, and, and, and only two of those 18 years have been spent with platform. What advice would you give them of how to use platform to grow your business? Like what would your advice be to yourself? Maybe if you were to go back two years, what would you tell yourself two years in the past? I wish I did it sooner. Um, I really am impressed by a lot of the people who have signed up who don't already have, you know, a solid business and they take that leap because um, I try to run pretty lean. And so even for me, that felt like a big spend monthly, um, but the return on investment is, is just ridiculous. I can't even truly, I can't quantify it because it's just grown every bit of my business and my confidence all, all the way around. Um, I loved what you said, and I don't remember when you said it. Um, it might've been that same podcast where you were talking about adding the, the budget behind the listing tours, um, but how we don't think of ourselves as running a business and we don't invest in our business. And I think that's the biggest mindset shift because now I'm not thinking transactionally based or getting the next client. I'm really thinking about running it as a full system that um, feeds itself. If I'm with a client, I'm not working on ads because I'm, I'm with a client. So if I'm only client focused and I'm not focused on letting some marketing happen, then people are more apt to have those highs and those lows where now my business is just building on itself. And I think we all just need the courage to be able to step out and believe we have something to offer people and then just get as much of the content and videos out as you can. You're already paying for it. Like use it, use it everywhere. I mean, everything I do, I'm calling Jordan and saying, how can we spin this into an ad? You know, I did a client event. I did a cornhole tournament last Friday. And so we're going to put together, you know, an ad just saying how it's not just about the sale. Like you're going to hear from me seven times a year with things that we do for clients, um, the nonprofit that my son and I volunteer with, like I want, I want to share all of those things and platform allows me to do all of that and tell people I'm a good agent. And that's, it's just invaluable at this point. Yeah. It just keeps you top of mind constantly so that people never feel tempted to, you know, uh, cheat on you and work with another agent, right? Cause if they're seeing you pop up in their newsfeed every day with different photos, different videos, you're just staying so top of mind that even if they're not in the market to buy or sell a home that year, or maybe for several years, you're going to get more referrals, right? Because they're going to start referring their friends to you. And so it just, I mean, essentially platform multiplies your sphere. That's what's really going on from a big picture perspective is that platform multiplies your sphere. Because that's, that's, that's also really the only way, if you think about it, that it even makes any mathematical sense whatsoever that you could just all of a sudden you slowly and steadily took 15 years to build up your business to 16 million. And now all of a sudden you're at like 30 to 40 in two years, you know, that's not linear growth that like a certain point it became exponential. 
Um, and it's because your sphere and all these people following you grew so rapidly in that time. So that's, that's amazing. Uh, congratulations to you. It's super incredible seeing growth like that, because again, it's like, it's not like you added one or two or 3 million. I mean, you, you've added basically 16 plus million to a business that was already doing 16 million at, you know, that that's incredible. Like those, those numbers almost are like bordering on too good to be true. So that's, <laughs> I didn't that's even cool. know them uh, until you came to Knoxville and I was like, I, he's probably going to ask. And I was like, <laughs> that's awesome. So, uh, Christine, if, if anyone wants to give you a quick call and ask you about your strategy or just text you, would you mind sharing your cell phone? Yeah, of course. So it's 865-382-3392. Cool. Well, guys, I think this has been an awesome episode of the Platform Marketing Show. Christine, thank you for your time. And again, what a cool story of, you know, more than doubling your business, even when that business was already very impressive. So thanks again. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Platform Marketing Show. Thanks.